morning, everybody. Welcome to Home Builders. I hope you're doing well. If you have your Bibles or your your app on your phone, turn turn to Second um, Kings chapter six. Second Kings chapter six. Levi Lusco um, spoke this week in Convo, and he he focused on the first part of this passage, in which Elisha is there with. The, the men of Israel, as they were cutting down trees, and uh, one of the men, their axe head fell into the water, and he was worried because he had borrowed it. And, it, and obviously, then uh, Elisha comes to the rescue, throws a, a branch in, it floats to the top, he says, go ahead and grab your axe head, which is impossible, by the way. So he did the miraculous. But that's not the, the passage I want to focus on. I want to focus on the next part of this chapter, because... We're talking about trials, troubles, temptations in our life. And sometimes when we go through these things, we have maybe the, the, a wrong perspective on them, or at least uh, we, we approach them in the wrong way with fear instead of faith. And what ends up happening here, King Arab. If, in, uh, if you look down Aram on, in verse 8. Now, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. And what, basically what he ended up doing was this. He was going to attack Israel at various locations. When he knew where they were going to be at, he was going to set up and attack them. But every time... He would go and you know, plan that. Elisha would tell the king of Israel, they're going to be here, avoid that area. And every single time, this has happened over and over again. And all of a sudden, it's like the king of Israel was just ticked off. He, he called all his officials and said, hey, what's going on here? Who's telling the king of Israel what our plans are? None of us. The one you're looking for is Elisha. It's like he knows what you're saying in your bedroom. He knows everything that's going on. He knows your plans ahead of time. He goes, find him. Because I'm going to kill him. And so Aram, King Aram gets to the visit and he goes, oh, he's in Dothan. And so he sends an army to Dothan and actually encompasses the entire city of Dothan. And as they do that, Elisha's servant gets up early goes outside. Oh! <laughs> He's freaking out. There's, a, there's an army here. They're going to destroy us. Don't think it's not ready for this. Elisha comes out nonchalant. And he goes, Lord, open his eyes. Amen. And the servant of the Lord's eyes were opened. And he saw an angelic army that would have destroyed them all. Now think about this. Now this is, the, this is the part where we have to back up a little bit. And this is the beauty of this passage to me. In fact, God taught me something this week uh, through this that really convicted me. You know, when you have the right and you see the children of Israel victorious in so many ways, you always want them to be victorious. Elisha at that moment could have said, sick him. 
and the angels of God's armies would have wiped out the king of Aram's armies. Destroyed them all. Elisha doesn't do that. Though he had the power to do it through prayer, he didn't. He didn't ask for that. What did he do? He says, blind them, Lord. Blind them. And they all, Aram's armies became blind, so they could not see. And he goes out there and goes, the guy that you're looking for is in here. Follow me. And he takes them to the Israeli city of Samaria. They get within the walls, and basically they're surrounded by the enemy now. And he says, open their eyes. Now the king of Aram's armies is in the city of Samaria, and they are surrounded by the army, and the king of Israel says, should we kill him? Should we kill him? He says, no. Feed him. Give him something to drink. Amazing. Elisha instructs the king of Israel to bless the army of Aram. And it says that the army was released, and the king of Aram never attacked the children of Israel again. Amazing. It reminds us of the New Testament teachings of Christ. Do good to your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Our natural inclination when we are tested by something, when we are tempted by something, is that it's our enemy and we want to destroy it. And here's where I was convicted this week. I, have honest, I can honestly say I have never felt sorry for Satan. I've never been sorry for demonic forces. I've hated them my entire life. And, and I don't mean to make this unspiritual if I am since the imagination. Heard, and this may disappoint some of you and you may leave this class by finding this information out. I, I enjoy Harry Potter movies. I put them in its proper place, okay? But I do enjoy them. And I'll never forget when Harry was being attacked by Voldemort. He looked up at him, and this was the connection that I made. I'm sorry, I may be carnal, but this is what I did. And he said, I feel sorry for you because you'll never know love. You'll never know love. And you know, Satan was Lucifer. They were created, he was a created angel, the highest angel that ever existed. And he was in the very presence and blessing of God and chose because of pride to throw it all away. And a third of the angels did the same thing. They threw it all away. And I thought to myself, how often, Lord, do I throw away your blessings and take them for granted because of pride, because of sin. God wants what's best for us, and we throw it aside. And sometimes when we're, we go through difficulties, we want to attack the enemy. But you know what? Sometimes the enemy is really within us. And aren't we grateful for mercy and grace? Yes.
Do you know, how many of you can honestly say this morning that you know what love is? Can you say amen? Amen. Man, is that not a blessing in itself? To experience and know love? To experience and know grace? To experience and know mercy? To experience and know forgiveness? Wow! That's amazing to me. We can know it and experience it. And I'm sorry when I don't experience that because of pride or something else that gets in the way. Let's enjoy the gift and blessing of God, the presence of God. We recognize spiritual warfare for what it is, but you know what? I, I feel sorry for it. I know what's coming their way. And it didn't have to. But we are the product of our choices. You and I are the product of our choices. So today, may we choose well. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray your hand of mercy and grace upon us. Lord, help us to recognize that when we are tempted and tested and we're in trouble, that there's only one place that we can turn to. Ultimately, it is to you. I am thankful for brothers and sisters in Christ who come alongside and support and encourage one another. Thank you for them. But God, we trust in you. And God, when we are when we're going through difficult times, help us to recognize and remember that these people that annoy us and frustrate us and anger us, they're not the enemy. And I even feel sorry for the enemy, Lord. Satan himself. He had a choice to make and he made the wrong one. And the miracle of all miracles, I get to make that same choice myself. Will I choose to follow him? Or because of pride, choose my own way? God, forgive me when I choose pride. And help us to choose righteousness. Because there's nothing like the love of God in our life. The peace, the hope, the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness of God. Lord, bless our class today. Thank you for everyone who took time out of their busy lives to sit under your word today. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. And when we walk out of here, may we not just be hearers of the word, but doers of it. And we, may we follow you with all of our heart, mind, and strength. And love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.